Hello, hello, hello. So sorry, I am Tarty. It's aka Claudette for the July. <laughs> Should have been first, at least. Sky Astronomy Report 13 sign. Basically, ah, I learned a new phrase. It's the galactic astron astrology that makes perfect sense because we are lining up into the galactic um, plane and that is part of the shift because our view of the sky has changed and to embrace that and to be conscious of it makes all the difference so I've been doing a lot of research I've been also doing live streaming um, a happy birthday day series where I um you know research people born on a particular date and kind of taking into account similarities and I do a broadcast usually if I have good visibility I do a sunset that's on periscope under my life is a hat party um handle maybe I should change it to my aka and then you would find it anyway let's get on I'm looking at the moment in time of July 3rd which is today the Tuesday 2018 at 21 hours 25 GMT time that is just briefly before 9 30 p.m. GMT time oh sorry and, um, yeah, let's get on with, there's a lot happening. I think that's why I felt overwhelmed to kind of start with that. So let's start with this, okay? We have our sun at 11 degrees of Gemini. And it has been there for, boom, 11 days. And coming up next is the relationship between these very karmic points that is that are acknowledged in uh, Vedic astrology which is K2 which is the south node and the 180 opposition of Rahu the north node so where we have the north node sorry that's Rahu that I'm looking at because we're going to follow the zodiac um, from Gemini. So in the next constellation space, as I also call them, is Cancer. And in Cancer, we have Rahu. And Rahu is the head and kind of, I would say, positive and looking um, north, looking up. And it is at seven degrees 47 arch minutes of cancer what's important is is that it's conjunct to mercury and mercury is at eight degrees 22nd arch minute so it's definitely less than a degree apart and we'll be getting exact i would say um i would get exact if mercury's keep going forward no, it probably was exact when Mercury passed over 
Um, but basically, you can feel the effects of it. I'm still figuring out what that is. Um, we just think it's in the water sign, water energy, which is emotional. But Mercury is not emotional. Mercury is um, air and earth and communication and quickness. And these air and water don't mix. So I wonder what, well, air and water is a lot with the heat. They were talking about fires, you know, because you can't, um, you can't really, you know, do anything if the air is really strong with um with a fire with a hot situation um and that we need maybe to be more emotional and connect with the cancer which is the home and the mother earth you know to be emotional and to have some strength in the emotion and some water because I just feel like things are heating up. It's hot everywhere. There's like absence of water. There's absence of really emotion. There's a lot of, you know, things happening, technical, technical, but I'm not sure if it's happening um, on an emotional level. So watch out for that this week because it's, you know, prevalent now. And um, I think we'll be prevalent for the next couple of days. In the next constellation space, we also have um, the fact that Venus moved out of Cancer um, about uh, sometime last week and moved into the fire sign of Leo. It's at four degrees. So that, of course, again is fire. Um, Venus again is connected to just like Mercury actually to an air energy and a earth energy that's Libra as we know to say Libra and Taurus as earth so we have here no water at all and we have fire and so um it's quite strong in this area. Um, Venus, of course, wants to harmonize things, so it's always a positive um, energy going in. But, of course, at the same time, something about fire, you can't, you know, you can't really control it. You know, you, you, you want to, if you put your hand in the middle of it, you get burnt, you know, if you stand near it, you heat up. You know, you can't ignore it and you can't tame it. All you can do is put it out with water or a lot of earth. And if you don't have that earth, if you haven't taken that, if you don't have enough of that energy, then, you know, things are going to get hot, 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 hot. And if I look around where the heavenly bodies are, I will put my hand up and say, Mm-mm. Only thing to save us, what we have, and this is poignant, is Mars in Capricorn. It's the only heavenly body um, that is in a Earth sign. So, and because it is conjunct with the 
south node, which is the opposition of the north node, which is what Mercury is conjunct with on the other side, with the other, with north node, Arahu, then that's where I always look to find strength, to find things. to And what's important as well is because they say that Mars is strong in Capricorn, but we have to take on the fact that actually Mars is also weak because Mars went retrograde on the 26th of June. And that means it's closer to the Earth. So that means it has more of an impact, which can be good. Yeah, which can be good. And it's going to be, maybe it's going to show us what it means by that because it is going retrograde and it is going to hook up with um, K2 soon-ish, like in this week, I would think. I didn't really want to look and see, but I'm going to have to. Um, so like I said, uh, Mars is going retrograde. It's really basically at nine degrees of Capricorn and K2 is at six degrees of Capricorn. And so it has three degrees to go. Yeah, I would give it a week to get there if, um, oh, the fact is, is that K2 is going forward because sometimes it does go retrograde. So it will meet up closer. So it's moving towards Mars. And because we had this conjunction before when we had a couple suicides and on the day, because I talked about it, that um, NASA said there was, you know, uh, living organisms on Mars uh, on the 7th of June, then that happened then. So I'm looking to see what's going to happen again in this conjunction that happened in June uh, because it happens twice because Mars is going retrograde. So yeah, this is really a week of being woo-woo-woo the observer. So I jumped over there to kind of support what I was talking about with Venus being in the fire sign and, you know, it's being hot everywhere and things like that. So let's continue up the zodiac to the next constellation space after Leo, which is Virgo. Virgo, there's nothing there. One of the biggest constellation space, and we know it, um, it belongs to Mercury and Gemini, which we have to take into account because our sun is in Gemini and our Mercury is conjunct Rahu. And these are really strong kind of moon nodes, very sensitive points. So it still, you know, has, and you know, kind of Virgo is the perfection. It's kind of energy in the Virgin. So wants to make things perfect. It's not playing. These energies, these are kind of underlying energies. In the next constellation space, we have Libra and we have Jupiter there. You can see it in the night sky, mind you, as well. And it is also retrograde, which helps it to be seen in the night sky because it's closer to Earth. It's at five degrees and it will soon be going straight, I think, at the end of July. I'm kind of waiting for it because I've got some points there that I wanted to go over. <laughs> okay, and uh, we have nothing, and and also after the Jupiter as well is a big, you know, it's it's like a kind of expansive energy, and it's in an air sign, so we still have a lot of air, a lot of hot air, 
um, happening. And, you know, at the same time, we have to say that the sun is trying Jupiter actually today. And that is a good thing. So, you know, ideas, anything that you cannot materialize, any well, not material, that isn't material or is a, um, not associated with emotion, but just concepts and ideas, you know, are connecting with the sun and giving that energy. I always say shining a light on that. And in the next constellation space, which is a small one of Scorpio, there's nothing in our 13th sign constellation space. There's nothing. But in our Sagittarius constellation space, where the galactic center is at the beginning of the Sagittarius constellation and Saturn is quite close to it, which is another heavenly body that you can see in a clear night sky and it's at eight degrees 53 arch minutes and i have to say that because there's only 60 arch minutes so it is very close to nine but it is going retrograde which means it's going to be closer to eight so you might as well call it an eight okay um very <clears throat> uh the next energy that is there is pluto which stays there forever and it's the same for everybody is so far out and it's a non-planet anyway but when it connects with other things we like to um, acknowledge it because it's dynamic and um, it's a universal thing so it's something we can see so when it eventually um, a the moon or another heavenly body um, makes a connection to this far away um, energy then we can be observers and see what that actually means. And that brings us into, again, the Capricorn space, which we talked about already, where we have K2 and Mars going retrograde there. And we talked about the degrees. And the next constellation space, yay, it's about now. And that is our moon, which is the fastest moving heavenly body that we can observe. And let's observe that um yeah in a few hours say um in four hours you know i was doing this at twenty one twenty five gmt time it will be conjunct neptune and the moon will go over neptune and neptune is at 18 degrees of aquarius been there for ages like i said it's another kind of generation thing but just what I was explaining with Pluto, here you have an opportunity to see the moon, which is our closest satellite. When it conjuncts with that, what will we see or will we not see? Because Neptune is associated with illusions. But where I use it is also like movie film. I use it as a positive thing. And the moon is what we need. What I need, I feel like I need to, I need to do something or I feel I need to do something. So um, that's how I use it anyway, and it's in Aquarius. So, you know, it can be, you know, no boundaries of a concept, you know. It can be something out of the ordinary even, and that would be interesting to see what that's going to be. In the next constellation space, we have our Chiron, which is a comment, but we'd like to acknowledge it. It's at 10 degrees of Pisces. And last but not least, and this is astronomy this is not Western astrology that says, whoa, Uranus is in Taurus. Actually, you know, in this astrology, we really take on board what we can see. Actually, you can see Uranus if you use a telescope. But it is at the beginning of 
Aries. It's at three degrees to be exact. Seven art minutes of Aries. And when it went into there, I observed things and I saw unusual, explosive things happening. And that's my verification for using this method of um, looking at where the heavenly bodies are. And that's why I share them with you. It has been a pleasure to be sharing with you the 195th broadcast of my podcast. And yeah, thank you for listening. Please subscribe. I would appreciate that. And if you would like to review or give me a shout out, I would appreciate that as well. Otherwise, keep listening and keep looking up. Thank you for, again, (laughs) and until next time, it's been Chapeau Claudette, a.k.a. Claudette, because I love clouds.